Hello, this is SMR Publishing speaking. Oh, hi, mister. I just was about to call you. Well, we received your manuscript, and it looks like it's going to be a masterpiece. However, we found some errors you may want to modify. For example, well, go ahead. Alright, then. Well, those weren't problems. For example, when you say this episode contains adult language, nudity, and mature situations, you could also add murder, extraterrestrial possessions, and mackerel, just so you don't offend your audience. Oh, and one more thing. At the climax, you should add listener discretion as advised. Episode 183, Plagiarism on the Horizon. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcast many reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, and yes, what's up? And I'm Lethal, saying hey, what's up guys? Back from the grave. Brains. Yeah. Yeah, so how have things been? Um, well, stuff happened, and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, stuff involving stuff, and more importantly, hopefully things that it will not take you away happen. No, no, that won't... No, it's just the whole thing with my cousin. She... Oh, God. <laughs> stuff and stuff. Stuff and stuff, guys. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, real life happens. I mean, hey, look at us. We got told at the last minute, literally like a week before an event is going to occur, that we have another panel to prep for, and I haven't even started yet. Yay! So, as usual, we're going to see what happens at the great and all-powerful Anime Boston, happening in Boston. I hope it's happening in Boston and not in Jersey. Hey, if it happened in Jersey, that'd be a lot easier, and would that kill my car? Well, yeah, but then again, Jersey is filled with a bunch of really bad drivers, and I'm not saying some of you guys from Jersey don't drive very well, but then the again... I've had three accidents in Jersey, so I can agree with that. Um, but we're not knocking all of New Jersey, because there are so many great things in Jersey, including our favorite con, Anime Next. Oh yeah. And also some other crazy things. But, before I forget, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spocker.com, where you can hear about our manga review, our movie review, our game review, our con review, or our book club. 
Which we are trying very hard. We are. Trust me. Yes, the current books we have, How I Became Stupid, and Should You Be Reading This, are a little bit difficult to get a hold of. Yeah, just a little bit. But uh, we're getting through So. Yes, hopefully we'll be able to get them on time, so that way we'll be all good and happy and everything will be beautiful. Right. But you could also check us out on Facebook at Barkin. You can friend us and put comments down. Aw, yeah. Because now we get automatically updated every single time. Aw, yeah. Or you can check us out on Twitter at Spirekin. And Lethal Sparkin. Or Lethal Sparkin. Lethal Sparkin, sorry. You can email us at uh, Sparkin at gmail.com. I'm at zansparkin.com. And I'm at lethalsparkin.com. Uh, remember, it's uh, X-A-N, not Z-A-N. And uh, someone said we should bring back our phone number. Do you have a phone number? We had a voicemail a long time ago. We did get a lot of phone calls, though. The only phone calls we got were from for congratulations for our 100th episode. Right then. I guess they're kind of hinting at stuff because they may want to communicate to us because we're almost at our 200th manga review episode. Hmm. Or technically we're at our 400th episode total. Yeah, there, there's a lot of episodes on the site. But since we break them down, we're almost there for 200 for the manga. Yes, and hopefully we'll be able to get that done soon. And um, I think that's all we can really talk about with the, with the site itself. I mean, it's really cool. You definitely should check it out and leave comments and concerns. Also on iTunes, leave us some comments. And some stars. No, because no one leaves us comments. Our last comment was from 2012. Oh, come on, guys. That's two years ago. Come on, leave us some comments, some messages, something nice about us. You could even say you don't like us. Just leave us a little star rating. It'll make us so happy. And if you do, we'll read it on air. But we will have to bleep if you do bleeps. We will bleep. You no, will bleep? We won't no, we bleep. won't. We'll <laughs> fucking curse. We'll fucking, we're not going to fucking bleep. Fuck you. Hey, we, the first thing we said in the episode, warning this episode contains adult language, so fuck it. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Well, we have to be slightly nice because of this younger individual who's in the vicinity. Vagina. I don't think he can hear that. No, I don't even think he knows what that means. Well, oh well. <laughs> well, he Kidding. may, but anyway, so should we talk a little more about what's going on in life and in the podcast, or should we just get right down to it? Hmm. Well... Everything else is spiffy with us. New episodes. We've read lots of stuff. We've seen lots of stuff. Uh, Space Dandy's still awesome. Uh, video games. And I was playing the Stick of Truth, but it crashed my Xbox. Oh. Made it five minutes and it crashed. Ouch. Then I tried it again. Five minutes it crashed. But now I have a new hard drive, and surprisingly it's running a lot better. See, that's weird, because when I got Fable Anniversary, it kept on crashing my Xbox every half hour or so. I'm thinking it's just because of the updates and the bugs, because it just came out. I know. But it was like a couple months afterwards. No, not a couple months. I'm sorry. That's a lie. It was like a month afterwards, though, too. So we'll s- I'll, I'll wait a couple months and we'll see what happens. Hopefully yeah. I'll be able to play it again and it'll be awesome because there's one other game that's coming out in two weeks that I really want to play. And if I can't play it, I'm going to throw my Xbox against the wall. And it's DLC, so... Oh, I was like, is it game or DLC? <laughs> it's DLC. And you know what I'm talking about. Yes, we are both excited for that because they had been working on that for months, apparently. Like, they had been working on that since... They've been working on the first installment of the DLC for us. Yes, and it looks a lot better, and I'm just weirded out by the fact that she has a, not pistol, but it's a... It's more of like a sawed-off shotgun. Or a crossbow with a, a, what's it, an Eve syringe? I'm very confused by that. We'll see what it is exactly. It's, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it shows a picture of her with the crossbow, and it's got the Eve syringe on it. So I don't know what the hell that's for. I mean, are you going to be killing little sisters? No. I don't know. No, she's trying to... 
We're not gonna. No, let's not get into this right now. They're, we're gonna continue this for like forty minutes then. <laughs> yeah, that'll be for our game review when it does come out. Yes. And we do know though one character, uh, Mr. Atlas, is gonna be showing up. Finally. Yeah, and we could see him for who he is, not, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so let's get on to that part we've all waiting for, and you're wondering about our mangas, and we have two mangas, and both of them are released by our greatest and favorite publisher of all time, Vertical Link. Yes. Now, one of them is a little bit older, and I don't know if you can get a hold of it regularly. You may have to get the ebook or find it on a store like our Amazon store, Amazon.com forward slash shops forward slash Spirekin. But you may have it, and the other one is new, and you can get a hold of it very easily at most stores right. if you order it. And the one I'm going to be reviewing is a sci-fi horror series by Nobuyaki Tadano. It was published originally by Media Factory and Monthly Comic Flapper back in 2008-2010, but it was released over here in 2011 by Vertical Inc. There's four volumes, and it's based off of an old sci-fi novel by Hal Clement called Needle. And the series is called Nanaju Okunohari, or Seven Billion Needles. This story, it's about a young girl named Hikaru Takabe. And she's, you know, young, kind of reclusive, kind of doesn't talk to anybody. And one day she's out at the beach. I think she's at her uh, trip. And she's out there and everything is good. And she looks up in the sky. And she sees a giant flying thing coming towards her. And she gets eviscerated. Completely obliterated. Whatever hits impacts blows up. And then she opens her eyes. And suddenly it's no longer summer. It's the middle of winter and she's in her class. And she's like, what? Huh? What? I thought I was on the beach and, oh, oh, okay. And so she's there and she's just sitting there in class with her headphones, not really talking to anybody. She lives with her aunt and uncle. Her parents are not around. Why? Wait, does she live in the, in Bel Air? Does she? No. No? No, she doesn't live in Bel Air with her auntie, uncle, and cousins in Bel Air. <laughs> no, she lives there and something's a little weird going on. She's walking around. She starts hearing out of her, not even out of her headphones, she starts hearing a weird voice. And she's like, eh, it's probably nothing. Nothing. So she's walking around and meanwhile she starts noticing some other little things about her and eventually she hears the voice clearly without her headphones on and she freaks out and says, Hi, I'm Horizon. I need your help. Like, what the? If you heard a voice saying, Hi, I'm Horizon. I need your help. What would you do? Honestly, I have no idea. I'd probably just sit there and be like, okay, are you behind me? Or are you on top of me? What's going on here? <laughs> well, long story short, the thing that impacted into her was an alien being named Horizon, and he is the equivalent of a space cop. The reason why he's come to Earth is because he was chasing another individual known as Maelstrom. Maelstrom has escaped his pursuit, and now Horizon needs someone to help him out because he doesn't really have a body. He kind of is a, a symbiotic being. Right. So he's conscripted... Hikaru to help him find this person because he knows that this being is in their vicinity and he's going to find him and, you know, destroy him and then hopefully things will work out. And so Horizon ends up kind of bothering her until she does what she does. He's like, you have to talk to everybody. You have to find out what's going on. You have to talk to everybody. And she doesn't talk to anybody because she's socially, you know... Inept. Exactly. She's socially inept, doesn't want to talk to anybody. She's very reclusive and he keeps saying, like, please do this. Can you do this? He's like, 
no, I'm not going to do this. Well, then I have to tell you the story all over again of why I need to have you do this. And he's very, like, just like, well, in order for this, millions of years ago, we came is like, it's like, fine, I'll talk to somebody. And eventually she talks to a couple people. And when she kind of assists two people, says, like, I like your hair, to these three popular girls, suddenly they're, like, saying, hey, she's cool, let's talk to her. And her, who's kind of, I don't want to talk to anybody, I want to be alone, has these three girls now chilling out with her. Ooh, ooh, I know that feeling. They want to be best friends, and they're, they're, they're like, say, who's your favorite of this? And, you know, she's becoming slowly popular, and it's kind of helping a little bit, but not really. Because, meanwhile, on the other side of the campus, there is this kid who's been having these weird urges. He doesn't understand why. And turns out that Maelstrom is inside of him and takes over. And Maelstrom is, he's been to Earth before, many years ago. Mm. Maybe 6,500 years ago. He killed the dinosaurs. Gotcha. He's an insane intergalactic murderer who wants to destroy all humanity. And he, after kind of revealing himself in a dark room, Maelstrom eventually confronts Hikaru. Room they get into a fight. There's some limbs removed, and eventually Maelstrom runs off and now is dedicated to finding his arch enemy because he now knows Horizon's after him and he has to find and kill him. But the only evidence he has is he saw the silhouette of a girl with a ponytail. So now he's going around the school. Finding girls who have ponytails, then wondering, hey, I cut your arm off. How come it got better? And then he ends up killing them. Now on Horizon and Hikaru's side, you discover that he can endow her with extra special powers. Increased speed, increased healing abilities. If she gets her limb cut off, he can reattach it. But the problem is, he can't do it without her say-so. So he's kind of like, if she's unconscious, he can take control of her. But otherwise, he's kind of impotent. He can't do anything, you know what I mean? Right. Also gives her energy beaming powers. Energy beaming powers? And it leads to a big confrontation in a gym. Uh, one of her friends almost getting killed, and then stuff going on, which I don't want to reveal too much because it's going to get even weirder. Because... Wait, 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 wait. Does her arm go pew pew? Pew? Yes, her arm goes pew pew. Pew 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 pew. More like Gallic gun fire. Oh. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> yeah. And eventually it leads up to a lot of other things, including the fact where she becomes a timeshare for not one individual, but two individuals. Both fighting for control. Gotcha. So, the whole premise of this story is actually, it's a little more introspective than you think because of the title. The reason why it's called Seven Billion Needles is because it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack of seven billion. Because there's seven billion people on the planet. More like hay in a needle stack. Ah! Actually, that's very true. That's actually true. And... There are some really good things about it. The design is a little unique. It's kind of different, especially when you see how Horizon looks and how all the alien scenes look and the backgrounds look. The characters, on the other hand, look really kind of weird. Not in a good way or a bad way. Just like they're kind of, it's unsettling how they look. Right. Oh, unnerving would be a good example of it. But the story is intriguing. It's a little, little dark. It's very introspective because it's because it's about humanity and a lot more than that, which I'm not going to get into. So, with all these things put together, I'd have to give uh, 7 Billion Needles a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay, but it's kind of forgettable, too, because it is an interesting and unique topic. But honestly, when you read that first volume, it's really cool, but then you don't really want to peruse it to find the next volume, even though you can get a hold of the next volume. It's just kind of like... It's interesting when you read it, but then when you put it down, you kind of forget about it. And then later on, you see, like, ooh, I want to read it again, and you, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, you could find it in the ebook, and that'd be the best way to get it if you are looking for it. But honestly, it's a little bit, uh, you know, just I don't know. I just—it's an interesting read, but it's forgettable, right? Yeah, it is. It is honestly forgettable. I mean, it's, it's it has such great potential to it, and I read the original. It's a lot. It's a more interesting definitely, but it just seems so kind of. Well, usually when you take a book and you not really like base it off of no sort of take that idea and kind of mold it into something you want to do, it doesn't really turn out as it should be because people already have a perspective of how the story should end. And if you change that up... It's Where it is, you know, it's just an adaptation which it's not better than the original, but it's... Right. It's not mediocre, but it's not great either. It's just... It is what it is. It's an interesting purchase. It's something which is very different, and it's only four volumes, which is good. But, uh, so what about what you read? Alrighty then. So, why don't we take a break for now, and we will come back for my review. Okay, cool. The only 10 on that show is Wow, and she's got, like, enormous tits Fair and enough. is actually somewhat sane. She does have one problem that may not be a problem for you, okay. but it is a problem for me. Alright. Because I know your taste in, uh, in the ladies. In the ladies? She does like to publicly urinate. I have a problem with that. So do I. Like, where... I, you, you just said you didn't. What the hell? I said I didn't think you did. Oh, no. I have a problem with that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like... What? Just, you know, I was like, Sean doesn't... I guess Sean doesn't have a problem with Look, that. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty open-minded, but I draw the line at peeing anywhere. Even, There's a place even, for peeing even, to go. Even toilets, you're like, no, 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 no. That's where it should go. That is it. You are limited to that. Maybe the shower, just as long as I don't know about it. The Alpha Counter Podcast, a new general topic podcast from the creators of Method to Madness. Find it online at alphacounter.com. And we're back. All righty then. Now that I have emptied my bladder, I can do this. Yes. Alrighty then. So the manga that I read was more of a mystery murder erotica, and it it was released in two thousand eight, uh, towards to two thousand eleven. It was really long, and it was released in Japan during that time. But it was released in one volume here in two thousand and thirteen. Originally, it was published by Manga Erotics F, but obviously, as we said before, it was published in America by Vertical Inc. Since it was published in two volumes back in Japan and brought over to one volume here, I guess it made it easier for Vertical to sort of do that. So anyway, the uh, manga that I'm talking about is the story of a novelist, Utsuboru. story of a novelist? Yes. Cool. So what type of novelist is this main character? Well, a very odd novelist that doesn't really do his own stories, if you would. Hence the title of this episode. Um, so, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a novelist called Nisorogi, and uh, the book doesn't really open up with him, though. It opens up with a girl falling to her death. Damn. Yes. It was very shocking, a uh, very shocking opening that I really wasn't expecting. I mean, because the very first page you get a naked girl, and then the next page you open it, and it's like, oh, look, somebody's falling. Okay. And then we have all these people rushing to the hospital. People are at the hospital talking, oh, who's this, who's that? We see a couple people, and then we see our main character. The uh, novelist. And he's there, and he identifies the girl from what the manga had said. The police kind of tag him as somebody that knows what happens, but doesn't really know what happened at the same time. And the story kind of unfolds. We have an interesting story, which turns... It's really hard to grasp. I'm sorry. It's really hard to grasp, because some points you're like, Oh, that was her. No, that was her. Wait, who's this? 
And also you're trying not to give away too much of the the mystery of it. Yeah. Because there's which, some really big plot twists. Yeah, which I, I won't do for you guys. you got to read this on your own to figure out what's going on. But uh, it's a really interesting story. Like I said, um, there's different parts that'll shock you. There's parts that'll kind of have you keep going, keep reading. It's You're not going to want to put the book down once you get past like chapter 5, I think it was, for me. Um but, you know, you just keep going, and, you know, it is a regular manga, as said. The art style that was in this story was really kind of interesting, because some parts, the, the eyes were done beautifully for one of the uh, protagonists, but at other points, it was kind of weird. Like, you'd look at it real quick, and you'd be like, wait a minute, is that right? Why is... Because at some point, I remember, I had to look at this, the panel for, like, a good five minutes, because his neck was a little too long, and his arm was a little too long. And the next panel it wasn't, and then he had glass coming off on the wrong way, and then there was another one, and I'm just like... So, so a little bit surrealist, or...? Not really. It's more of like the artist was just... I don't want to say got tired, but, you know, she did a great job doing what she did, or he... She? Uh, either he or she, you know. Either he or she. The, the artist did a really good job, but it's just some parts they might have slipped off, because maybe they had to put it in, they had a certain deadline, and they forgot to, to maybe rush for the artists. Or um, maybe the assistant was kind of... Thinking, I don't know what to do. I got, I, I got to hurry this up, and I'm gonna. I, oh, and he well, messes up. Yeah, no, because what? Because I feel like what had happened was maybe the panel was already drawn, but maybe whoever was continuing to draw it kind of had to figure out how to put it in and didn't put it in the right way. Because I swear to God, I saw that neck, and I'm just like, <laughs> it looks like a giraffe. <laughs> and when you read it, you're probably gonna see it too. But I mean, like. I don't know. It's some parts is very beautiful. Some parts it's kind of like you have to look at it and be like, "What?" So, does it work with the fact that you have the main character June Mizurogi kind of being in this almost not dreamlike state, but he's kind of like I feel losing like, his grasp of reality. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because like at the beginning, you don't even see him at normal parts. You can see like when people are distressed, they don't have their eyes wide open all the way like they usually do. They have them more closed. Like they don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want to see anybody. You see him uh, disattaching himself from his family members. You see him not coming home when he's supposed to, which sounds really weird since he's a grown man. You see him doing all these other things, and then, you know, something happens, which I'm not going to tell you, which totally and completely changes the story up. And then another thing happens, which changes the story up. The last part's kind of like, okay, interesting. So, I mean, the story has its ways of confusing you, baffling you, and shocking you. So, like any good mystery should. Yeah, obviously. But this one was kind of like, I felt like a really complicated line maze where you're trying to get from one part to another, and it's it's just a little too complicated to get if you if you aren't looking for something that's like really puzzling. Because it is a puzzling story. So was it a little bit too much, or was it too little? It was a little too much, because I felt like they didn't give enough of the information until you, like... Lee went in, which was kind of weird, because, like, when you build up stories, you want to add braces, and I felt like they didn't add the braces where they should have, so the story kind of, like, fell apart for me at some points. Okay, okay. Um, so, do you have a favorite character? I mean, from what I remember reading about it, I liked the assistant, the girl, who was... The niece? I don't think she was a niece. I, she was a niece. She said she was a niece, but I think she wanted to bone, bone. Oh, yeah, no, of course, because at one point, there's like, oh, you know, I'm 18, I can't drink, and then everyone's like, what? And then she gets all sad, and then the dude that's, like, he's got blonde hair, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And, and then they hook up. Like, yeah, so it's... Uh, it's, very, it's very, also very yaoi-ish, because you could see him 
it's very, you could see the guys kind of. Yeah. I mean, because at one point I was like, oh, this guy's cock-blocking hardcore. Like, what the hell? Come on, stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, because he, he wants something else. Yeah. Um, so out of our uh, ratings, what would you give it, you think? <laughs> sorry, guys. I ha- I'm i sorry. I can't really... You're going to hate me for this. It's just the same thing. Borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Poggy. Just because, you know, it's sort of something that you're going to want to have to go back and read through again and read through one more time so maybe you get it. It's a very beautiful book. I'll tell you that the, the release for it that Vertical did is really cool where you do have Aki on the front and you have um, the other girl on the back. Her sister. Her, her sister on the back. <laughs> yeah, and it's it just it's dr- really well. It's a nice little, um, I would say it's not a coffee table book, but it's a nice book you could show. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Like if, you know, it's you know something you want to say, oh, hey, I read this book. You might want to pick it up. But plan on reading it more than once. It's better than 7 billion needles. It's super thin and looks like... I don't know what the paper quality they used for this was. <laughs> yeah, the uh, this manga was actually very thick. It was... Um, I believe it was a little bit thicker than MW. Yeah. Um, it's a very thick book, but, you know, how mangas are. doesn't matter the thickness. As long as you get into the story, you think you're there, you put your mindset in the story, you'll be able to... It's almost like watching it, so... Alright, cool. Um, So, would you read more from this author? Definitely, but I would just wish that maybe the art style didn't change so much, except for cleaning it up a bit. Because this book kind of really didn't give... It wasn't realistic for the body parts at some points, like... Yeah, mine wasn't either. But that's what manga is, that's what anime is, you don't see realistic artwork for bodies, so... You never do. I guess that's it. Um, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. Uh, you can email us at lethal.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on all these lovely social media sites. We're on Flickr. And supposedly we're on, oh, we're on Flickr now? I thought we were on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Okay, we're on YouTube and Flickr now. Yes, Flickr has our pictures. And also, <gasps> like I said, if you want to check out any of these books, I may be putting them up on our Amazon store, amazon.com forward slash shops forward slash spark, and we have a decent price, and all that money goes back to us so we can put it towards the podcast. We're not being selfish here, guys. All the money that goes from Amazon to us gets immediately put in to give you guys better quality. Because we have hosting fees, email fees, other fees. We have sing, hearing, doing nothing fees. <laughs> yes, also for our lunch meetings, we need to pay for lunch somehow. Yeah, and we all know how expensive Comic-Con and Anime Next and... All these places oh, are, next... I mean, when we want to get food and... Seven ninety nine for a goddamn small sandwich? Ah! That was cheaper than some of the places, but... So let's get to that part we've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only... Wheel, Wheel of, of Manga! Yes, friends, accept no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What we're going to do is we're going to spin that one, that only Wheel of Manga, whenever it lands on that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, or the next episode we're going to appear on. Breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> I know, that's how you go. So, what we're going to do is we're going to spin this wheel and see what we're going to review in the next episode, or episode 184, or whatever episode you're going to be in next. So, let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode. Alrighty then. Oh, we got the new prize wheel coming in, too. When? You told me that, like, five years ago. It's coming in. It's ordered from all the way from Bumblefuck Canada. Duh, sorry, I, I don't want to insult Canada, but, you know. So Take your goddamn beaver back. Do it. Number five. Alrighty then, let's go see what that is on the list. Ooh, so the next episode you're going to be reviewing an Osamu Tezuka creepy, bizarre series, which you like. Yeah, it was a really good one. I'm sorry, guys. So you get, to, really read, so you get to talk about one of your favorite mangas. That's pretty cool. Yes, I do. Aha. Damn this wheel. 
What's it's gonna so give me something terrible? Something horrible? Something evil? Like it's gonna give me something about rapes or something? We'll see what I'm gonna review in the next episode. Doing number four. Cool. So in the next episode, I'm gonna be reviewing a manga that's become really popular and again released by Vertical Ink. I think that Ed has chanted this wheel, so all we're gonna get is Vertical Ink stuff huh. until it's all done. But um, so in the next episode, I'm gonna be reviewing a manga by oh. I know this name. Why do I know this name? But it's going to be Nice of Sidonia. Isn't that a song title? I think so. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what it is in the next episode. I guess that's it. Um, Thank you guys for listening. As usual, check out the website. Go to the book club and... Enjoy your day. I don't know. Do something with your day. Cool. Go for a run while listening to us. I don't know. Yeah. That works. <laughs> Go to do exercises. Uh, we're Gonsville. Catch you next time. And peace. Bye-bye. Soft mounds reaching